Good morning. So glad you are here. Glad that you're glad. Now, I'm going to shut up because we have business that we... We do, we do. And then we have a prelude that we have to hear. So, or an endroit. So, let me ask you this. Should we do the endroit first or the announcements first? Doesn't matter. I'm easy. Me too. Not cheap, but easy. I'm not cheap either. And you wonder why the service takes so long? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Ladies first. Um, first of all, my apologies. We had these two lovely Advent calendars we meant to get out at the end of last month, so all during Advent you could do the little things that are on there. However, better late than not at all. They are out on the table in the narthex. If you are interested, there's all kinds of little goodies on here. One's a little bit more geared more towards the kids, and one's geared more for us adults. So we would like you to pick one up, and if we need more than what's out there, let me know. I'll run off more. Um, lots of business this morning. We only have about 10 tags left on our tree out there. We would love those to all be gone this week because all gifts are due back next Sunday. Um, if you would like to help adopt a family, but you have no desire to shop, we'll take your money and we will shop. So let me know. We will come back next Sunday. Yes. <laughs> yes. Credit cards will accept. <laughs> Not on your credit cards. Um, also, just as a reminder, we had our... Uh, discipleship equals stewardship campaign, and we told you we would report back, so this is your report back. We were tickled to death that we, on our re, um, reports that we showed you, we had about 47 active givers, and we had about 25 of those givers sign intention sheets. Woohoo, that's pretty yes. good, over 50% returned those sheets. We were excited. And as of right now, what's been pledged is over $90,000 towards our budget for next year. So that's pretty awesome. Um, thank you. Yes. Can I get an amen? Amen. You ain't loud enough. Amen. Thank you. Unfortunately, we also realized something we forgot to do during our campaign. We kept talking about goals for the new year and we never gave you an opportunity where to write those goals down or things that you think we should look at for those goals for next year. So, on January 14th, y'all are invited, everybody that wants to, we are doing a retreat in Dundee at Mike and Susie's Retreat Center where we are gonna spend the day focusing on what our goals should be for 2023 with the idea that whatever we set up for our goals, we will revisit every few months to keep ourselves on track. So mark your calendars, January 14th, and uh, we'll probably do some carpooling from the church parking lot over to the retreat center, but there'll be more information coming on that. Uh, everybody is welcome to come. At our finance ad board meeting this past Thursday, we decided to help a couple charities. As most of you probably know, the, I think it's Associated Charities of Lenaway suffered a fire and um, 
August, somebody firebombed their building and it destroyed most everything in it. Um, and so we've decided to make a donation to Charities of Lenaway. We've also decided to make a, a donation to the Clinton Library. It's come to our attention that many students are going to the library after school and they are hungry. This year, parents have to fill out forms in order for some of those children to receive lunches at school. And you know, some people are too prideful to do that, so we have hungry children showing up at the library after school looking for some snacks. So we are making a donation to the library geared towards those stacks, those snacks. So thank you for your efforts in our fundraising. We are allowed to do that. We are also this month making another, this will be our second extra payment towards our mortgage. Yes. Give yourselves a hand. Which of course those extra payments pretty much go totally to the principal. So that's a good thing. Um, oh, our commercial for the morning. We do have cookbooks still available, only $14. They make lovely Christmas presents. If you want one, see Linda or me. And they, there's actually some really good recipes in there. Also, the recipe or the book? Oh, okay. Also something new. We have an official photographer for the church, Luann. We're going to have her take pictures of all of our functions so that we can document what we're doing a little bit better. Also, some of the pictures we may use for advertisement for future events. Um, so, if there is no way, no how, you ever want your picture in anything public, please let us know. Luann or myself. And I think I covered everything. Jim would like to speak. Real quick, um, at 3 o'clock today after the, the uh, Christmas party, we would like to, uh, we have to reset the church for Wilda Hawkins' funeral tomorrow, which you could sure use a hand because we'll do a full setup and clean here, the narthex, then we have to set tables. It'll be a full lunch service so we can use kitchen help tomorrow because uh, we'll be running glass, glassware through and all that. So uh, if you can donate some time, we'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, three o'clock today, we're gonna figure that's when the children should be done. And tomorrow, the service is at 11, so 11 to 12, then they're gonna go over to the cemetery and then back, then we'll serve the lunch. We'll be here from nine o'clock on to receive any donations of food, um, warming or uh, chilled We'll have uh, everything running, so. Thank you. And I have a couple announcements that are kind of connected. One, there will not be kids' belt fire today. And the reason for that is the second announcement is I'm in the uh, play over at the Civic Auditorium. It's a 1944 radio broadcast of uh, A Christmas Carol. Uh, shows at 2 o'clock. Tickets are still available. You might be sitting towards the back, but it's a wonderful show. Um, if you ever want to see what a radio show was like back in the 40s, this is a replication. I'm doing sound effects. You know, we got the old fashioned microphones, we have the big band playing, and, and people.
Heather uh, Hardcastle Harris is one of the singers. Uh, it is an absolute adorable show. We have wonderful uh, actors doing their parts. Um, but when you go, realize the actors are not dressed in character because this is a radio show. So if you come, you'll thoroughly enjoy it if you're not involved with the Christmas thing. Are we good? If you are able, please stand Ooh. for the call. Let, let, let's let them. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> stand for the call to worship. God, prepare, prepare our, our hearts, hearts and, and minds for the, for the coming, coming of, of your Son. Let, Let us receive him today. We, we want him to dwell in us. We want to follow his way of love. love. Make, Make our spirits ready for the wonder of his coming. And our first hymn is page 196, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus.
announcement. Christmas wrapping is this Wednesday and Thursday, 8 to 4. Bring us your goodies. And they do a wonderful job. They're mine every year. While you're standing, please share the celebration of our peace. Kim, you have to get people's attention. Oh. I, I'm so used to doing that at theater. I hate doing it at church. Oh. Sometimes the same rules apply. Yeah. Now, before I forget, something real important. Is there going to be coffee after church? No. Okay. I just wondered. Good thing. And thank you to the gentleman who pulled that off this morning. Yes, thank you, thank you. The reason I asked about, about coffee after church was I also heard this nasty rumor that there was food left over from breakfast. So if that was the case and somebody had made coffee, then guess what? There would be brunch. Yes, ma'am. Thank Alice has volunteered to make coffee. I thought you were going to make it today, Alice. Wednesday, you'll make it. Okay. Thank you. There will be coffee. All right. And there, may be, and there may be leftovers by the time we get out there. I don't know. Mike? Yes, ma'am. Did anybody realize that uh, carpet outside out in the narthex is very, very clean? And who did this? Jim. Jim. And he scrubbed at that thing, and I know he worked like a yeah, holy terror to get that thing clean. Notice we, notice we waited till he left the room to... to, 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 to hey, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for remembering. No, oh, thank you. You know, thank you. When you, see, when you see Jim, okay, be sure to thank him. All right, be sure to thank him. Yes. Yes, there is children's Christmas after worship. 
Okay. And Santa will be here. Okay. One of my concerns, one of my concerns about the coffee was that I thought there needed to be something for the adults who stayed for Santa. I'm staying for Santa. I'm an adult. I need coffee. Problem solved. Problem solved. Okay. And um, yes, we're rambling, and yes, we 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 are dis uh, we we are disordered. Um, one of the, one of the things, folk, that I hope you know is. This church does so much. We're not talking about an institution. We're talking about you. Okay? We're talking about you. We're talking about you. You're the only pastor that I ever remember telling us that. Okay? Thank week you. after week, thank you. Well, you all, you, you all are being the church, okay? In just a, a moment, we're going to have you all being the church again because we're going to do the Advent wreath, okay? But you need to know that, people. And you need to keep memories of that. That's one of the reasons. So glad that Luann said that she would take photos. When's the best time to remember? When you're looking at the pictures. Okay? When you're looking at the pictures. And folks, okay, you're not just this little hidden away piece of real estate that people get together one day a week at. This is one of the few times in my pastoral experience that I've gone to a board meeting and had somebody come into the board meeting and say, Mike, I heard that we have kids hungry in our village. We have the equivalent of the average size of a middle school class, 38 kids, showing up almost every day at the library hungry. The response wasn't, oh well. The response was, give them 10 bucks. The response was, what can we do? What can we do? Is money enough or no? The quality of the conversation. Randy, you saw me. You saw the smile. (laughs) All of you at the meeting, you saw me. You saw the smile. Okay. Why? Because this church wants the kingdom of God here. This church wants people around it to taste 
the kingdom of God. And we have had the taste. All right? Yes, I'm digressing. I'll try to be good when it comes to the sermon. All right? But I cannot tell you how good it makes me feel to look out around at you and what you're doing and say, this church is working. And it means even more to me to have some of you come to me and say, Mike, it's working. It's not about patting ourselves on the back. It's about reminding ourselves that we're doing the kingdom job. We're doing the kingdom job. Sometimes that job means that we bury our own. Sometimes it means that Mrs. Claus shows up. Sometimes it it means we ask somebody, what do you need to make happen? What needs to happen? And they say, 500 bucks? Okay, you got it. Now make it happen. Can we do everything we want to do? No. Can we make everything right? No. But we do what we can. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Thank you. And what, okay, this season is all about, Dave and family are going to remind us. (laughs) They got one. Thank you, Kim. We are continuing our journey to Christmas. Let us take a moment to simply arrive here. Push out the busyness, must and have tos to make room for the Holy Spirit to guide us through our thoughts and feelings. Now let us think about hope and let us think about peace. Again, we light the candle of joyous hope. We also relight the candle of peace a gift to us we are to pass along to others. Next, we light the candle to remind us of God love us for us. We often find it hard to talk about what it means for God to love us. Talk about God's love. Can we get awfully complicated? Our faith, especially as we live in the holy season of Advent and Christmas simplifies 
what it is means that God does love us. To love is to show up. What we celebrate this time of year is that God loves us so much that God has become one of us. God loves us so much that God embraces, has embraced all that it means to be who we are. We are born. We live the ups and downs of life. We die. However, God does not let the story end with death. God shows us there is a resurrection. Now is the time we turn our minds and our hearts to Jesus with joyful hope, with peace within and without as our goal. With love for God, others, and ourselves, as well as with radical welcome, as we wait in wondrous anticipation of Jesus' arrival in, kingdom, in the kingdom of God, which has come and continues to arrive each moment. John 3.16 says, For God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes him may die, but have eternal life. Thank you. Amen. Amen. As we noted last week, once you're up here, everything changes. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you, boys. As we go to prayer this morning, we've... Uh, a couple of um, updates. Um, Alice, did you hear any more about Nancy? I see that she's in hospital. She's still in hospital. Okay, yeah. So prayers. Prayers needed. And Joshua is home. You care to elaborate about that or no? That's all I know. The young man that we were praying for <laughs> 45 days, and his mom and dad were doing testimony periodically and brought others to Christ through their efforts. Well, Joshua is now home and hopefully will stay home and have Christmas with his family at home. So that's a praise to our Lord. That's a miracle, folks. That's a miracle. Please take a moment this morning and each day this week to spend time with the prayer requests. Simply reading through them is a prayer. Our ministry is to each other. Our ministry is to our neighbors. Our ministry is around the world. 
Prayer is the single most powerful thing that we can do in this world because it means that we have invited God into it all. Let us pray. Blessed Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you have come to be one of us. You left all that heaven and the kingdom of God means to come here, to be with us. And sometimes we are convinced that in everything that exists, sometimes here is the least like the kingdom of God of all. Sometimes, oh Lord, it's what happens to us. Sometimes it, it's what we do to each other or that we forget to do. But you came, you showed up. That's what love is. We have many needs on our minds and in our hearts. People that we care about, people we love. People that, oh Lord, have lost people that they love. People that have been born into the next eternity to be with you. Oh Lord, we want to know the joy of what it means that you have come. That's more than gifts. That's more than lights. That's more than media commercials. That, oh Lord, is knowing deep within ourselves you love us. And you love us so much you showed up. Oh Lord, help us to show up. Help us to somehow be you to each other, to our family, to our friends, to our neighbors. So this year, Christmas will get real. We need you. We need, O oh Lord, what you taught us to pray for. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment to listen to God in silence? For God speaks in turn during our time of prayer.
Amen. Please join me for our Advent prayer. Lord, help us to recognize the wonder of Christmas. Give us the wonder that we knew as small children when we could hardly wait for that great day. Give us the wonder of knowing your great power like Mary and Joseph. Give us the wonder of hearing the story of your love that thrilled the hearts of the shepherds. Give us the wonder of giving you our gifts as happened to the Magi. May we be overwhelmed by your wonder and glory through the babe of Bethlehem's manger. Amen. Amen. And please stand if you're able for the Gloria.
Amen. Thank you, choir. Getting some soul. Woo! Recall that to Roger's song. Okay. The little ones come on up. If I can sit on the floor, you can sit on the floor. Yeah, there's a lot of people here. It's a good problem to have. Good thing we got we we got plenty of floor. Uh, yeah, how many? There's ten kids. Another one showed up. How many is that? Eleven. Wow, that's all right. Now, I wanted to show you something today, but it's hard to do. What does love look like? Your heart? Okay. So, if I tear my heart out and hand it to you, is that love? No. Kind of gross? Okay. Yeah. You all didn't hear the qualifier. The qualifier was pretty gross for some. Okay, but what does love look like? How, how do you know somebody loves you? Yes. My dad loves you. Yep, your dad? Your dad loves you? And my dad loves you. Okay. How do you know somebody loves you? Dad is with him. He plays with him. Mom? Mom? Yeah, how do you know mom loves you? Yeah, he gives you stuff. Yeah, is that the only way that you know that somebody loves you that they give you stuff? How else? Yeah, they can be your friend. They can be your friend. And how do you know when somebody is your friend? Yeah. And oh, she's your friend. Okay. How do you know? Kisses and hugs help people know that you love that they love you, huh? Okay. Now we've been lighting the candles on the advent wreath. <coughs> Excuse me. And that is how we keep track of the Sundays to Christmas. How many candles are lit? Three. How many candles are unlit? One. There's two. The white one is the Christmas candle. So how many more Sundays till Christmas? One. Yeah? One. One till Christmas. Okay? And when we talk about Christmas, okay, a lot of times we talk about all different kinds of stuff. Okay? And we get all fancy. And, yeah? Well, 
you, you weren't here when, when I had to explain that I messed up. Okay? Because not even the big people got the ladder. Some of you, some of you, you, you people did, but the big people, okay, especially this big person, because when I tried to explain it, it didn't work. Do you ever have experiences with big people when they're trying to explain something and it's obviously not working? No. No? Okay. Well, that was one, and I own it. Okay, Olivia, I own it. Now, Christmas is about how much God loves us. And the reminder for us, oh, did we, did we fall off? See, I have to be careful because the only time that anybody listens to me is the moments with the children. Okay. Are we good? All right. Okay. So, Christmas is about God loves us. Okay? Now, one of the main ways that we know that somebody loves us is they show up. They're there for us. They may not always do what we want them to do. Okay? They may not always do what we want them to do. Okay? But they show up. They're there. Mm-hmm. They're there. And sometimes they play with us. And sometimes they hug us and kiss us. Sometimes they're not able to do that. Sometimes they're not able to always be there. And that makes them feel bad too. So they try to do other things. Okay, they try to do other things to help us know we're loved. All the lights, all the fancy stuff around Christmas, okay, the basic thing is God loves you. That's what Christmas is all about. God loves you. And when we talk about baby Jesus, we're talking about God showing up to show us he loves us. And notice, how did that happen? It started with a little baby, even littler than you. Hmm? Think about that. And then Jesus grew. And he did more and more to show God's love. That much, that much, that much, that much. I can't say how tall Jesus actually got, but he's probably, who out there is five foot seven? That hey, no, oh, that's that way. <laughs> See, uh, that for me, it's that way. <laughs> okay, but okay, the numbers of the time say that the typical person, okay, was 
under five foot seven. So Jesus was, you want, you want, Jacob, Bill, stand up. There you go. <laughs> okay. But anyway, all right. And you'll grow up too. The question will be, will God's love grow with you and in you and through you? Okay? Now, I hope that we will see you next Sunday. Just in case we don't, have a Merry Christmas. Okay? Have a Merry Christmas. The reason I'm really hoping that we will see you again next Sunday is... I'm hoping you'll all be here and be in the Christmas pageant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have no choice. You have no choice. Sometimes you people have more influence than you realize. I mean, come on. I know the big people sometimes listen to you. Thank you. That was on the floor. Thank you. Now, there's two things, very important things. One, okay, Miss Sheila ha- has some treats. The other thing is we're needing two people, at least two people, to help with noisy offering. So please go see Miss Sheila. Yeah. You don't? Oh, that's okay. I don't know what I want either. Let's see if I got anything that will rattle. I don't have any paper. That's real money. I got fake money. You want fake money? Fake money. Fake money. Would you do me the favor of putting... Here, Libby, thank you. Uh Uh-oh. Wally, would you take that to your sister and put it in the bucket? Hi, would you help me? Would you take this and put it in one of the buckets? Thank you. Where did the bucket get to? There's one over there, and there's one over there, and oh my goodness. If the big people would get their act together. (laughs) Just want to be a kid. I'll never grow up. See what's there's another verse, Kim. I'll never grow I'll never grow up. I don't want to be a man. Oh, how does the rest of it go? Your your homework for today is to find out the rest of the words to that song.
Amen. Yay. Amen. If you are able. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing us what it means to really give. You have blessed us so much. And Lord Jesus, sometimes we focus on what we don't have. You lived a life of faith in how much God has. Help us to live that life of faith as well. Take our gifts, take us. Use all for the glory of your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. Our hymn of preparation for this morning is number 249.
you beautifully sung. You may be seated. Our scripture for this morning is John 1, 9. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Some friends and family have been concerned about me because they say, Mike, you're sounding pretty down. I mean, you know, you're looking at the bleak stuff. And the reason I'm looking at the bleak stuff is because there's a lot of bleak stuff. Okay? I had a friend say, Mike, it's really not that bleak. Go back down to the rescue mission. And it's like, okay, thanks, Katie. I appreciate that. Okay? But that's not speaking to my condition right now. Susie and I, Susie's my wife. She's the person that I've been married to. On Christmas Day, it will be 51 years. Okay. Susie and I have been making some changes again this Christmas. They aren't huge ones. Most of the changes come from running out of time and energy. Just as well be honest. The outside changes have to do with going simpler. 
Although my wife is planning on going big again next year. Okay? Because friends of ours had this beautiful nativity that they bought up at Frankenmuth two decades ago. Okay? Mary's that high. All right? In 20 years, they never put it out. Okay? In 20 years, they never put it out. So guess who is the proud owner of that nativity? Thanks. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's on the porch now, Kim. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So, anyway, there's no strings of lights on the shrubs around the house. There are fewer decorations going outside. There's no candles in the windows this year, not even the electric ones. Okay, there's a big wreath, all right, that, that I almost poked my eye out focusing the spotlight so that the spotlight would, you know, target the wreath. But that's it for outside. It's okay to laugh at me. <laughs> the other changes are matters of head and heart. And those are the hardest ones. They have to do with my thoughts and feelings about this season of the year. Those thoughts and feelings tumbling around within me tend to be extremely ambivalent. I guess I know too much about Christmas, and I want to know more about the real Christmas. Part of what's been happening with me is this. Most of what we do at Christmas time has little or nothing to do with the reason for the season. Okay? You know what my two favorite Christmas carols are? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. You must make amends. Been poor all my life, had no help from my friends. Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? And the other one is, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> okay. Warp am I warped? Yeah. Okay. Christmas started out simply enough. Now the simplicity is long gone. Christmas has become complicated. Now there are many levels and layers to Christmas. It's next to impossible to sort it all out. And most of our modern Christmas is facade. I have a lot of concern for the kids because you know who the biggest Christmas market is? They were right here in front of us. I wasn't just kidding when I said, you know that the big people listen to you sometimes. 
especially at Christmas. How many of you are getting the little people what they want for Christmas? Mm -mm. It's not that it's wrong. It's real. No one knew when it happened. I was coming home one Christmas Eve. And I was riding, I was coming home from, I was coming home from Pensacola, Florida. My mom had been diagnosed with cancer and we weren't sure what was going to happen. Uh, and on the way home, got stuck in a holding pattern, okay, over beautiful southern Indiana. You know how boring southern Indiana looks from 35,000 feet for two hours? And I looked down and I thought to myself, Mike, you're clueless as to what's really going on down there. And then I started thinking about Mary and Joseph and how many people were truly clueless about a guy and his wife walking into this little out-of-the-way town and she's pregnant. Nobody noticed. Yo, dude. You got any rooms in this place? No, man. Got the barn. Nobody knew it when it happened. No one knows Jesus' true birthday. Did you realize that? No one knows. When were you born? July 8th, 1950. See, I even put the year in. Okay? I'm either crazy or honest. Okay? But no one knows Jesus' true birth date. Not the day of the month or even the year is certain. The Bible doesn't say, it's not in Holy Scripture. Believe me, I've looked. It doesn't even give enough clues to figure it out. Around 200 years after Jesus was born, a few Christians felt it important to observe Jesus' birthday, so a day got picked. A guy by the name of Clement of Alexandria suggested May 20th to mark Jesus' birth. Can you imagine a white Christmas in May? By about 336, the observance of Jesus' birthday moved to December 25th. Many early Christians believed Jesus was conceived and died on the same day of the year. Because of the way the calendars worked at the time, okay, December 25th on the existing calendar then worked out. Don't ask me how. Early Christians figured that Jesus was born on December 25th. They didn't, they didn't. I'm trying, I'm trying to think like a math teacher. 
Okay. You ever give the math teacher the right answer, but you don't get any credit for, for your right answer because you didn't show the work? Okay. Well, nobody showed the work. All right. They picked, they picked December 25th. Now, later, some Christians opposed and protested the pagan Feast of the Sun, which also happened to fall on December 25th. So they created their own public celebration of the birth of Jesus, who the church called the Sun, S-U-N, of righteousness. There's been a relentless tension between Christians and pagan bits in Christmas ever since. Sometimes the pagan influences have been very strong. You ever wonder about the 12 days of Christmas? Here we go a-wassling. Okay. Some of the, Christ- the church has gone so far, okay, to the other extreme as to outlaw the celebration of Christmas altogether. That happened during England's Radical Reformation. It happened among the Puritans and Quakers in our colonial period. You wanted to go to jail in Massachusetts? Put up a Christmas tree. You wanted to go to jail in New York State? Put up a Christmas tree. It's hard to imagine, okay, but at one time in this country, some Christians who didn't observe Christmas would throw in jail any Christians who did. Christmas did not become a national holiday in the United States until 1870. Now we're making a swing to the other extreme. Our celebrations most often have only a token connection to the observance of Jesus' birth. Both the Christian and non-Christian extremes have managed to totally miss the point of the um, Christmas season. Can I tell you a very bad preacher joke? It, it, It was a cartoon in the paper. Okay, Little kid is on Santa Claus's lap. And the little kid goes, homo usius or homo isus? And Santa Claus goes, huh? Kid goes, you're not St. Nicholas. Okay? St. Nicholas, okay, was the champion of one of the sides of the controversy about the fundamental nature of Christ. And his claim to fame was he punched out one of the guys from the other side. He had a mean right hook. Yeah. Who says her church history isn't interesting? Okay. Now, if we want to get to the real Christmas, then we have to start at an unexpected place. It's before... 
everything in the Gospel of Luke. It's before everything in the Gospel of Matthew. It's before the prophets, the archangels, the heavenly choirs, the stables, the shepherds, and the magi. We need to start where the Gospel of John starts. In the beginning was the Word. Logos. Wisdom. And all its deepest and most profoundest meanings. When all is said and done, the reason for the season is that the Word, the Logos, has become flesh. The Word has dwelt among us in the most unexpected way. That way in itself weaves together things extremely simple and outrageously complex. There's an outrageous paradox, seemingly contradictory or opposed to common sense, and yet it is perhaps the truest of the truth. The birth of a baby, any baby, is common. So what's the big deal? Okay. What makes the birth of a baby in a barn such a big deal? Every day, babies are born in fields. Mom doesn't even make it to the barn or the shed or home. Did you know that? The birth of the baby Jesus takes the measure of the common, the mysterious, and the miraculous way off the scale. Think about what it means for a baby to be born. And then think about the Christmas story. I'm sorry, guys, but all the women have an advantage on us, especially if they've carried a little one. You know what I'm saying, ladies. You know what I'm saying. Paradox and tension permeate more than the events of Jesus' birth. It fills the whole of his life. He is at once blessed and tragic. He is successful and a failure. He is human and divine. He is the beginning. He's the alpha and the ending. He's the omega of everything. Through the paradox and tension of his life, Jesus lived out the meaning of who he is so that forever God and humanity are in a state that the person who tried to translate it into English had to invent a word. You ever hear the word atonement? It's an invented word. At one meant. Because of the kid in the barn, we have a chance to be at one with God. What will that mean for us? 
Don't expect me to tell you. Okay? I want you to know Jesus. Jesus is here, folks. I'm not going to make an altar call. Jesus is here. What are you going to do in your head and your heart that says, I know you're here. And I'm going to do something about it. We got a nativity set over here. Okay? What's that all about? God showed up. So what? You and I are the answer to that. Because of Jesus, there is cosmic peace and harmony. Goodwill to all. That's where God wants things to go. What an awesome thought that is. What a cause for joy it is. How it deserves shameless celebration, song, dance, and merriment. Christmas is a time to allow ourselves to taste something of that peace and harmony in reality. Are we going to let God teach us how to dance this Christmas? You know, the most powerful picture in 20th century culture of someone teaching someone else the joy of life is the ending of the movie Zorba the Greek. Zorba, teach me to dance. Will we let Jesus teach us to dance? The stress of the season can keep us from tasting the peace and harmony we so desperately want and so deeply need. The tension can overwhelm us. It can drive away what Jesus so generously brought. We get so deeply immersed in the way we do Christmas we, or we, get, we allow ourselves to get so repulsed by the way others do Christmas, either we lose the goodwill that the season originally promised to deliver, or we just make ourselves numb. The one who brings peace and harmony lies somewhere out back, in a bed of straw. He's in a rude, crude stable. He's dressed to the nines in a bunch of rags. It's a place in which you have to watch where you step because of where the animals have been and what they've done. All the farmers can say amen. Amen. 
The one we seek doesn't look at all the way we would imagine the word, the logos, to look like. Somehow when we find him, we will know that we're in the right place with the right people at the right time. The peace and harmony that we taste will tell us so. And nothing else will intrude. Can I hear an amen? Thank you. Now, because I want us to keep an attitude of peace and harmony, our closing hymn is 224. If you're over 40, you learned this as good Christian men rejoice. You have permission to sing it that way. Thank you all so very much. You did a good job on singing a very southern song. You notice that the, the last verse says, come you all. Y'all. Would you lead the benediction, please? Please join me for the benediction on the back. May the love of the The Lord Lord Jesus Jesus draw us to himself. himself. May May the the power of the Lord Jesus strengthen us in in his service. May May the the joy of the Lord Jesus fill our souls. May the mercy of the Lord Jesus be ours when we seek him. Lord Jesus, hasten your coming. Give us your peace. Amen. Amen.